0: Hello, listeners, really important announcement that the two fit crazies and a microphone podcast are about to make. We are on board with a beautiful, beautiful GoFundMe page. And what we're doing is raising awareness for this beautiful little girl named Kirsten who's four and a half and is suffering from SMA, which is spinal muscular atrophy. We are going to help Kirsten race with her daddy. And in order to do that, we need to raise enough money to get a pushchair. So what we have done is we've set up a GoFundMe page, and it is Kirsten's Race S M A push chair. Let's make this little girl's dreams come true. You can hear more about that uh, whole initiative on
1: episode forty-eight of our show. Uh, we have Kirsten's dad on, and uh, Wayne is a great guy. And uh, you know, we just uh, we just um, you know really listen to what he has to say and. And, uh, you know, it really inspired us to do something good for them. And uh, we hope that you can come along and help us out with that as well. Uh, The show is also brought to you by High Five Health & Fitness. Uh, Create positive change in your life with online health coaching programs with High Five Health & Fitness. Have us out at your school to promote better health in children. Uh, High Five Health & Fitness is doing that all. Uh, You can find out more information at highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: Two Fit Crazes in a Microphone is also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness, where you can find online and live workshops, personalized group training, health coaching, children's health and fitness, functional exercise for autoimmunes, arthritis, online yoga programs, facial exercise, rehabilitation, running, dancing, and more. Train with Christine at ContiFitness.net. In addition, you want to feel your best you want the best in neuroscience that's out there to reduce pain, increase mobility, and just all around feeling good, try out the latest from Vox Life. That's V-O-X-X Life.com backslash Christine Conti and get insoles, the best in socks, and you know what? You're going to feel your best. Please do us a favor and uh, subscribe
1: to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, you know, whether you're listening on your phone or, you know, going directly through iTunes, you know, if you just go to that our page and, and subscribe. If you're on an app, look us up, find it, subscribe. When a new show comes out, you'll get an update. And uh, you can listen to us online. It really goes a long way in helping us spread our message of health, life, and longevity. Uh, for all this information and more, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. Peace and love.
0: It is Christine Conte. And
1: I'm Brian Prendergast. And
0: we are Two Fit Crazies. And the
1: microphone. We are where it's at. How you doing today, Brian? I'm very good. A little bit tired, though, I'll be honest with you. You know, it, it can't, I, I, I just can't be on all the time. It's I'm going to suck it up for the fans, though, here. You know, I'm a gamer. Right? If you're hurt, you ain't, if you're injured,
0: You ain't playing. There was a player yesterday, his foot was turned the wrong direction on the football field when we were watching football Sunday. It was, let's be honest, I was just peering from the kitchen. I was doing a million things. But yeah, my husband's like, "Oh, oh, I'm like, what? He's like, his foot is not the right direction. I'm like, so is he going back in? No? Okay. Yeah. We pull it together. We try and pull it together, like all of you guys yeah. out there. No, you know, rub some dirt on it. We're good. Good rub to go. <laughs> we came off a hot episode fifty eight where we're talking about what's holding you back. Uh-huh. I was you know
1: It's not a little tiredness, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Feel better already. Every single day. We're just kind of moving forward. I was a you know, I think it, it's a lot of stuff for uh for people to, to kind of think about, reflect on your life, reflect on what's around you. And, you know, are we seeing things as gifts? Are we seeing things as crutches or, you know, are things holding you back? What is it? And and how do we get past it? And it doesn't even have to be massive. It can be like whatever it is that minute. You mm-hmm. know, like
1: what's the one thing? Or, you know, I'm procrastinating. You know, I should be doing this and I'm not. You know, like what is it? Is it failure to keep a good schedule? Is it just, you know, pure laziness or... It's really anything at any time. And the answer is yours. It's not ours to give you. It's not your, you know, it's like, you know, you know what it is. So what's holding you back?
0: If you could identify that,
1: you're like more than halfway there. Right. Or if you can learn to understand that at at just about any given point, there is something that could potentially be holding you back. Then you look for it. Right. Right. Then you're aware. Right. The more aware we are of our own behaviors, then the more we can actually uh, you know, no one were falling into them, or know when they're there. You know, just your triggers. Just be an observer of your own behaviors, and 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 just uh and just a way to get better.
0: With that said, that was a great way to segue into episode fifty nine. Do you realize that fifty nine? We're talking about behaviors. We're talking uh-huh. about analyzing your behaviors, and we had really the. They were beautiful, beautiful They're, guests that, that we was, had.
1: It was so cool.
0: Beautiful. Three in
1: studio guests.
0: Oh man. Never
1: happened before.
0: And the just their message and what they've created and it AMP is what it's called. The Autism Movement Project. Isn't that cool? It, it I mean it makes your heart happy to to hear them. I I can't wait for you guys to listen to this because there's many of us out there that you know, we talk about ideas and we talk about helping people and it takes a very special person to actually put the wheels in motion to actually do it and say this there's a need out there and fitness is important and movement is important i mean you know god you know brian and i quit our corporate america jobs to to go out and promote movement and promote health and really to to shake up the world and say, hey, this is important. I and, mean, you know, we've talked about the president of where we talked to the president of Shape America, you know, and talked about neuroplasticity and every person we talk to, you know, Jonathan Ross, the emotion drives motion. And every single thing in this world and just, just goes back to movement and, and, just, and what that makes you feel like and what that does for your body and mind.
1: Just in our own selves. You know, I feel better after I move. Right. Right. We, you know, we always kind of we know it for ourselves. So what AMP does is there's there's three main um, employees or the, you know, the, the creators, guys, the guys yeah. the creators, the guys that started it. So, um, so there's two brothers, Vin, Vinny and Nick Ballastieri all right, and then Brandon Serchio. Serchio, I knew I was going to butcher these names. I think they're Irish. I think they're Irish, fellas. Like, Ballestieri, It's Sergio. all you today. So, uh, so Vin's a board certified behavior analy- uh, uh, analyst, analysis. Um, and he and uh, Brandon's a uh, registered behavior tech. He, you know, he works in a private school for learners with autism. And what they do is they provide phys ed class and gym class in a program for get this athletes with autism. Um, you know, boys, girls, men, women, like men and women. There, mm-hmm. you know, they, I think the ages that they cover. I think they said the oldest was twenty three
0: or something, twenty eight. I thought 20, they said 28,
1: yeah, yeah, even higher. So you know, and they and they set up programs for them because it helps them with you know with living, right? Mm-hmm. Just like it helps us, mm-hmm. right? It helps me when I exercise for a living, it helps them get along, and it helps them, uh, you, you know, a be healthier and it it just helps their 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 bodies function, their minds function, and all those things that we talk about and There wasn't too much of you know there weren't many options for these for for you know athletes with autism, so yeah, they so, weren't different
0: there's yeah. no there's nothing like oh, they're different or this and that, but you know all of their psychology studies and and working with you know special populations when you know and, and parents out there listening for you know your children with with um with autism or aspergers that are you know on the spectrum that it is not easy your job is not easy and it is important to get your kids moving whether you know they do have any sort of you know disabilities or anything that they have that um you know these guys look at fitness and applied behavioral analysis they call their program a fusion of the two of them and these are all research-based interventions that they've been studying, and, and again, with all their psychology background and fitness background, they fuse the two together, and now have come up with a program that is working, getting these kids moving, um, you know, treating them like athletes that they are. And I think it's huge um, for people like this to get out there in the world and get their messages known get their get this voice out there that. You know, there is a place for everyone and some of their athletes, you're going to hear them talk and say that some of their athletes actually have developed enough skills physically, you know, and mentally to go out and be a part of teams now. Um, and those of you that know about autism know that it's a lot of social, you know, um, you know, social skills that are, that are missing and, and a way to interact. Um, so they really do do work with them on, on many different levels. So it really, it warms my heart and I can't wait for our listeners to hear all about this. It was,
1: yeah, I, I can't agree more. I mean, it, it, it was, it was fascinating. I mean, they're really smart guys too. So, you know, their, their academic background clearly comes through in the interview. Um, you know, when you hear them speak about it, it's on a high level. And, and, you know, just the way that they take this information, this knowledge to help these kids people and and uh, you know put this program together from two days a week and have a full gym class and you know go through some routines that it's just you know it's, it's amazing so we hope you enjoy this this is episode 59 of the two fit crazies in a microphone podcast the boys from amp take it away <laughs>
0: It is Christine Conte And I'm Brian Prendergast And we are Two Fit Crazies And a Microphone We are Where It's At
1: Brian, how you doing this evening? Uh, Yeah, this evening they got called in for an emergency session of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast
0: You know what? And you know what? The two of us, we get up early, we grind But you know what? I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and got a coffee I got my bag of Frosted Flakes And I am good to go (laughs) Frosted Flakes? Don't ask That's in the no bucket Yeah, exactly. It's in the no bucket, but you got to do what you got to do to stay on it, just like you drink soda and eat salt in the last 13 miles Mm. of an Iron Man, okay?
1: Christine just did Iron Man (laughs) Lake Placid. She's a freak. To our in-studio guests, let's get these guys in. I'm
0: pumped. I'm pumped. But I just need to start that. that Are you amped? I am ready to go now. I don't normally eat that type of sugar, but now I'm like... What do you need? You need to fly? Let's fly. Let's
2: fly around the, <laughs> the room. Let's do this. Oh I'm so gosh. excited.
1: going to go home and run around in circles. Who's with us tonight? Well, let, let's have them tell us. Who are you guys?
2: We're uh, Autism Movement Project. Is Vinny Balistrieri.
1: And Nick Balistrieri.
2: And Brian Sergio.
1: Awesome. And say it again. Autism, Autism Movement? Autism
2: Movement Project AMP. All
1: right. And what is that? What do you guys do?
2: Uh, we do a, uh, a fitness program for children and adults with special needs. And, uh, our team is composed of clinical, um, clinical staff and, uh, and, um, some of our staff has played sports, uh, or has a fitness background. Um, but for the three of us who own it, we've all had experience working clinically, um, and we have an athletic, uh, or a fitness resume. So we definitely pride ourselves on, uh, on meeting the fitness needs of, of our population as well as the clinical needs.
1: It's fantastic. So specifically to, I mean, you guys are just geared towards uh, people, people kids with autism, right? Kids, adults, ups, What do, what's the population?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we focus, we try to keep it at above 10 years old only because the stuff we're doing, it's like, like circuit workouts, similar like CrossFit. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of, uh, like listener, listener components so we need kids that are going to be able to you know wait for periods of time and a lot of times with the autism population you know that can be a struggle so we kind of capped it at 10 just as a starting point uh, we're open to you know kids that are younger and we had them uh, come through if they're you know able to you know follow the routine we don't want anybody to come in just to say that we have another athlete or for them just to say that they're there and not really be getting anything from the program because that's what we are most passionate about is that every single kid is getting, uh, the most out of our program as they, as they can. So, but yeah, to answer your question, kids and adults. <laughs>
0: so let's go back. Let's cause I'm that person who's like, we gotta, we gotta hear the story. Let's go back. So this is not something that everyone would be like, I'm just going to start this program for autism because let's, let's be honest. I was, when I was younger, I actually worked and I was in college. Um, Doug Flutie, who had the, the son who's autistic, yes. right? Started all of the schools all over the country. Well, where I went to college, one of those schools, the Child Development Center, was actually on my was on my um, campus, and I was lucky enough to actually work in upper level psychology courses where I would teach at these schools um, for a couple hours each week. And it's tough, and it it is not easy, and it is, you know, it is definitely, um, you know, a population, whatever end of the spectrum you are, as with autism it's very difficult. It's, it's, you know, it takes a special type of person to want to, you know, reach out and teach and work with, um, that clientele. How was it that you decided this is my passion? This is my shine. This is what I want to do. How did, how did that come about? Um,
3: well, I could start with how I did, but then I'll let Vinny kind of tell the story about how amp was born. Cause he definitely tells it the best, but, uh, Mine was by accident how I got into it. I was home from school um, one summer for college and I needed a job and I was going into teaching I knew, but I wasn't sure yet what it was going to be my focus and I just I started working at a private school for autism and I've been there ever since and um, and still pursuing and you know I'm getting my master's degree now in, uh, in applied behavior analysis so it's just I've been growing since I got there and you know it was it's something that kind of grabs a hold of you. Um, you know just like you guys are passionate about you know you did your iron man and you know other things that people are passionate about just kind of grabs a hold of you and you know when it when it does and then uh you know i've been there ever since but uh uh vin and nick can tell their stories but uh i will definitely save how amp was born for vinny because he definitely he's (laughs) he's the most dramatic about the story (laughs) (laughs) drama
2: um so i used to have a clinical practice and uh Actually, I met Brandon at the school that he works at, um, and what he won't say because he's modest is he's probably the, like one of the best, if not the best, clinicians that I've ever seen. Uh, my father works in the Thanks, field, man. and, um, and uh, so my father's great, too. He taught me everything I know. Uh, I'd be the first to tell you I have a lot of letters after my name. I'm pretty good at working with the kids, but I'm better at more the supervision and kind of teaching. Um, and I think a lot of people with letters behind their name don't kind of have the guts to admit that, that the people on the front lines providing service are typically much better. Um, But that's why it's so important that Brandon's back in school because I feel like he'll be a dual threat. You know, like he's him and a guy, Jake, who works with us, and Nick are probably the best at working with the kids. Um, But then to have the credentials that match um, your skill set makes you kind of – you can dominate, you know, as a, uh, as a practitioner. Um, but so that's where I met Brandon and when we had the clinical practice, we were providing in-home services for kids with autism. Um, and that usually involves setting up a treatment plan, uh, which can include decreasing problem behaviors. So a lot of times we're going into homes uh, kids might be really physically aggressive or self injurious, but also teaching adaptive skills, you know, and that could be anything from, uh, um, you know, social skills, um, you know, brushing your teeth, um, you know, dressing independently, all those types of skills. And, uh, and so we were on a team together. Uh, the clinical practice was small by design because we wanted to provide a great service. Um, that's probably something we've taken to amp with us where we really pride ourselves on providing a high level of care. Uh, so we never wanted a high caseload. We just wanted all of our clients to improve, um, optimally. And, uh, and a lot of times when you're working on um, a clinical program in someone's home, uh, you're working on social language skills. Uh, you might be you know, working on uh, how to play games, how to interact appropriately. Um, and what we have in our field, we, what we refer to as generalization, and that's basically when you teach a skill, you want to make sure uh, that the client can use that skill with other people and in other settings. You know, So it's nice to be able to converse with me appropriately, but can you do it with your peers um, or with other adults? Uh, So when we had that practice, all of our clients kind of plateaued and hit a wall where they were doing great one-on-one, but we wanted to generalize those skills, and especially to peers because it matters to be able to go to school and participate in a rec program uh, and interact appropriately with kids your same age. Uh, So we started renting space at a gym in wall and wall and kind of meeting up at public parks. Um, and the sole purpose at that time was just the generalization of social skills so that the kids were more comfortable and appropriate when they were interacting with their peers. So the idea, like what AMP is, is basically a fusion of fitness and sports um, and the principles of applied behavior analysis, which, are, which is kind of the science that we use to develop our treatment programs. But that fusion w- didn't start with the clinical practice. Um, when we had that practice, I was actually taking uh, my behavior analysis coursework. I wasn't even um, certified yet, and I think I came across uh, in my book, there's a, there's a concept called um, contingent exercise. Uh, and So that's a, a behavior analytic term for a really common sense concept. And it's basically if you want to decrease a behavior that's undesirable, um, you would have someone like run a lap or perform some type of physical, you know, gimme push-ups, something like that. It's just like, like, just like you know, when you're, <clears throat> just like you know, when you're, you know, when Nick ran track, you know, if
3: he if he did something he was supposed to at practice, the coach is like, you know, go take a lap or go go. Sprint. Sure. So it's, it's running as punishment. Yeah, it's a total, it's a total naturally occurring thing that. You know anybody who's played sports is probably experienced in their life. So it's not like it's something you know only unique to behavior analysis. Right, Ben? Right. So
1: When my kids don't flush the toilet, they give me 10. <laughs> there you go. And if I, was, they, I, and was gonna,
0: I was wondering if you were going to wow them no, with
3: this no, one,
1: Brian. And if they pee on the seat, they have to give me another 10. My kindergartner's jacked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I curse, it was the 10 push-ups yeah. that yeah. my kids would do, but then that, right. that uh, left because there was only a couple thousand that I would have to do per day, and I just kind of gave up. <laughs> the rest is history.
2: Yeah, so I came across that in my textbook, and I just couldn't believe that there was actually a scientific term for it. And, uh, and then so that kind of just started a perseveration on, on what principles of applied behavior analysis naturally exist in a fitness class or a, a team practice. Um, I, started, I started making a PowerPoint about it back then, and, uh, and I never presented it at a conference because I, I was afraid it wouldn't be received well. Uh, you know, that clinicians would kind of be like, well, we have more important things to worry about, you know, like decreasing aggression. And we're not really concerned with how you could put ABA in a fitness program. So we never presented it when we decided to, uh, to put the fitness program together. We started working on, all right, well, what principles of applied behavior analysis already exist in a fitness class? But which ones can we add, you know, research-based interventions to help our athletes so we kind of added interventions that could be done in a whole group uh or a class setting and we also have kind of identified the ones that are already there naturally and uh and that's how kind of that was born and we actually presented the uh the presentation last year for the first time and uh and it went well you know so for all that anxiety Trust that, your gut man Yeah that it wouldn't yeah. be well received we we uh we wound up doing a pretty good job. It was well, you know, really well received by the audience. They gave us good feedback,
1: and uh, and that's it. So we've seen that a lot lately, especially in schools, right? You know, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, there's stories in Baltimore of the yoga program that was put in insta- instead of detention and you know just re- regular population classes. And the the success is, you know, is overwhelming. You know, we when we had Judy LoBianco on from Shape America, you know getting physical education back into the mix you know you know in in general population classes we know that exercises works we know that it's an antidepressant we know even my wife is a first grade teacher before uh you know she has them to sit down to do something important she'll get them up and she'll get them moving and she'll get them you know working uh you know get their bodies moving and then their brains engaged and it goes how does it work with your kids i mean what's the what are are you seeing what's the reception that you're receiving what's uh and what's what's the uh what's the verdict
2: we, uh, we get a lot of positive feedback, probably from all of our uh, families, but we've had sleep improvements. Uh, we've had a parent tell us the only night that her son sleeps the night um, is the night that he comes to our program. So some of the kids have trouble falling asleep, staying asleep. So we've had improvements there. Some kids uh, report uh, weight loss, that the only thing that's changed is you know their diet hasn't changed much, but they come to the class two nights a week. And, uh, and just an improvement in social skills, um, sports skills, gross motor. Uh, we have a few kids who started out, uh, no interest in sports, now competitive. If they're not playing in a challenger league, some are all already playing in rec leagues that are offered by their township. So, uh, so definitely an integration into the, uh, the non-disabled peer population and, and participating in activities with non-disabled peers, things like that. So, so the push for inclusion that's going on in schools um, for kids with disabilities to be exposed to non-disabled peers as much as possible is kind of uh, overflowing onto our program where I feel like we're working on inclusion uh, out in the community in a way. It's amazing.
0: What, what, um, what I, I guess the questions that I have are, so how do you go about getting this message? So now you, I I always go back, right? Here's me with the questions. So you're excited, you're passionate about this. You decide, you know, I want to, you know, I, I do the research, I present it, I get some feedback. Now, how did you go about spreading the word and getting people to buy into this? Like obviously, um, personally you know as a parent and as someone who has done a lot of programs and worked with you know an autistic um clientele of, of you know really the aggressiveness or you know the self in you know self-injurious behaviors and things like that it's tough on the parents too how did you reach them to kind of let i guess let them trust you to go to start this program with their kids how did that how did that start
3: um one of the one of the hardest things for that I think we've seen, I think we agree on, is uh, with parents of children or adults with autism, sometimes the scariest thing is trying something new. Mm-hmm. You know, especially some place that could be loud, like our gym, some place that could have a lot of unfamiliar you know, sights, sounds, people like our gym. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, people are hesitant to, to, to bring it out for, you know, whatever reason it might be. Like Vin said, it may have some behaviors that you know they are afraid to flare up it's always easier to stay home but once they do come out they're always almost every time we've had right we've had what a couple kids that haven't come back um they always come back and they always tell us how glad they are that they came and they tried it and we're always we always try to be um as helpful as possible when they do come whether it's You know, letting a kid sit out. We don't force anybody to hop right in. You know, we understand that the anxiety involved in trying something like that. And if we immediately are bringing them in and and making them run and do push-ups and do our exercise and it's loud, they're not going to ever want to come back again. And it's going to make it worse for the parents, less likely that they're going to come back. So it's just, you know, that aspect of it um, is really key to making everybody comfortable. But as far as, you know, getting it out there initially, Mm -hmm. um, we just kind of – made our flyers. We had, uh, the help of Vin's, uh, wife's, uh, uh company. They're a, a marketing advertising company and they did some stuff pro bono for us, helped us, you know, come with our logo, made some pamphlets for us, flyers. And we just started just sending them to schools and emailing them to people that, you know, we knew in the education, uh, field. Um, I call Nick, the, uh, the Insta savant. So he, he's, awesome on instagram social media so once we did get a few he really you know took that and ran with it and you know making great posts you know uh he had some athletes come out and hang out with us uh neil sterling from the new york jets he's a tight end came and worked out with the kids brandon bylack in the houston astros organization he's a pitcher from from this area right guys he's
2: he's from uh sayerville yeah so
3: uh he, awesome. they came out and worked out with the kids you know it's stuff like that and just Little by little, by little, and then I think it's some word of mouth. Uh, you know, one of our one of our athletes' parents have a Facebook blog, all focusing on autism. So they were blessed to their followers for us, and and like it's just it's it's growing a lot quicker now than it was you know a year ago when we started. What have we quadrupled, yeah. you know, quintupled the amount of kids we have since we started? So
0: so how what's what's about the number of the kids that you work with now?
3: Uh, I, well, we had. I think tonight we had 15 kids, 16, 16 kids, um, a couple of new ones. And then I would say pro- we're probably around between 20, 23 kids total that are, that we could say are probably consistent, mm-hmm. you know, one at least once a week coming to the, to the program. So, yeah.
0: And for, for our listeners that are out there, we're, we're also talking a New Jersey kind of based company too. Cause sometimes we say names and they're like, what, where is this? Um, but what I would like for you to talk about real fast is what is it that you do? So the kids come into your gym most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and what, what should people expect? What, what do, what, what should the kids expect to experience?
3: Um, so usually, like I said, with the comfortability of, of the whole program. The kids come in and there's no, no – nothing told – they don't to do anything. They just come in, they hang out. They put their water bottles down. We have one guy, he listens to his headphones and hangs out. We have – there's basketball hoops. So a lot of the kids just like to come get a ball and they just start chucking the balls around and shooting. You know, some of the kids are just walking around. But uh, even that's okay, you know, because they're about to follow directions for an entire hour. They're going to work out. It's hard. So if they want to, you know, walk around and do their own thing, you know, we kind of allow that. Um but what's the then, oldest
0: what's the oldest? the
3: oldest I think we had the other day was twenty eight years old, okay, and I think our youngest guy is about thirteen but uh but yeah, after that and we kind of get everybody set up, we're all ready to roll, then we uh, go into our warm up and that consists of you know as a group, we're doing different stretches, you know typical stuff you did like in sports, like high knees you know, butt kicks, side shuffles, you know, touch your toes, you know, uh, you know, opening up your, like your hip flexor, that kind of stuff. Then we take a little quick break. Then we do some relays, which is, you know, a big popular one as we do 10 jumping jacks and we all sprint down the end of the gym like maniacs. (laughs) So everybody loves that one. Uh, so we do a few different relays and then we get another break. So there's always breaks incorporated in there. So it never becomes too much. um, and then we go into our circuit workout, uh, which we, you know, we break it down. We try to change it up as much as possible, um, just to have variability. So they're not always expecting the same thing. Cause sometimes individuals with autism can be kind of rigid, but at the same time, we like to let them practice skills that, you know, they haven't, uh, done to fluency yet. Like they're not, they're not experts at, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword with that. But, um, and that's like, we have hurdles, we have, you know, uh, medicine balls warrior ropes we do step ups uh planks all different kinds of you know real
1: good true life fitness
3: yeah and uh it's and i we had we had uh we had one family come and the father i walked over like after one of the breaks and i was like i was like you know what do you think so far just you know check it in and his son was kind of you know complaining a little bit when he was working out and he just looked at me and he goes, this is hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. But you know, there, you know, sometimes I don't know if it's the diagnosis of autism or, or what it is, but maybe, you know, the general public may think that like, there's a reason to take it easy and, you know, it's a coddle. But a lot, of, a lot of our guys, you know, we push them and they do a great job and and they work hard. And like, like Vin kind of said before, you know, we're starting to see some results, so uh, you know, basically, you know, from from uh, parent feedback, but you know, there's definitely some results there. And if if nothing, they're at least enjoying themselves. The kids are all smiling. So
1: well, that's the thing. If they want it, you know, and they can handle it, and their their ability is there, you know, why why back off on anything? You know, it's it's like let them have let them do the real stuff. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Now, were I you like tracking? It. I mean, is there is there any part of this where you're you know, you actually have you know your Excel spreadsheet out, or you're taking statistics on anything because you know obviously you know with applied behavior and on all of your backgrounds and um, everything you've studied is you know is there say a you know a feedback to here's where they started and you know actual I guess you know formative.
2: Yeah, so we try to make everything about the program look as if you were sending a non-disabled child to a program. So having. Said that everything is done thoughtfully. Uh, so the fitness software we use is called Watify, and a lot of CrossFit gyms use that. Um, that's a, a program where you can actually track progress on, uh, you know, time, weight, reps, things like that. If you're familiar with it, and it graphs it for you. So it has all the essentials of an ABA data tracking system, but it's it appears, you know, to be just a fitness management software. Um, so when we actually, we haven't been tracking skills because there's a clinical portion to the program, which Brandon alluded to is that we intentionally vary the workout routine because we want kids to learn to tolerate changes in routine better. Um, so that's done intentionally. Uh, but what we are working on now is a data collection system. We actually have an intern, uh, a behavior analyst intern who's, who's working on, That with us uh, we're trying to come up with what's a quick way like 30 seconds or less because we don't want it we don't want the whole program to be about data although it's important Um, so so 30 seconds or less what data can we collect on every athlete each session to to measure progress so one of the things we're looking at now is do they do the fitness circuit with just a verbal prompt or you modeling for them, as opposed to us providing physical guidance or hand-over-hand assistance. Uh, and the reason we thought about that is if, you're, if you don't have a disability and you go to a fitness class, typically the instructor is providing verbal feedback to everyone, and they're also modeling the movements for you. So that's something that would be typical for a, a non-disabled person attending a fitness class. So we don't want to judge our athletes by a standard that's not really fair compared to the general population you know so if we if our expectation was you do the whole circuit independent without us providing any verbal feedback or models it's not realistic for anybody not even just an athlete with special needs so that's what we're working on right now is coming up with a fast data collection system that we can use when we go to conferences and present to say look you know we have 15 kids and you know, out of 15, you know, 10 came in doing the circuit and they needed physical guidance or hand-over-hand assistance. And now we have 14 out of 15 who are only uh, using, you know, verbal prompts. So it's one of those things that we're working on, uh, but we just, we haven't, it's been hard to kind of key in and fine-tune exactly what's the most efficient, but also we want it to be meaningful and reflective of how well the program is run. So, you know, like we could we could probably have come up with something in 5 minutes, but it wouldn't necessarily have achieved those goals. We want it to be meaningful when we report it to uh to prospective athletes and and to colleagues.
0: You just mentioned conferences. What mm-hmm. so what uh your eyes on right now. So that's my that's my question. I'm like there's so many So you said you want to present a conference. So where are you going with this? I think
2: for me like the tuna is Autism New Jersey or mm-hmm. um the New Jersey uh um what is it? NJABA. NJABA. Okay. Um I think it's New Jersey Association for Behavior Analysts. Um that's probably like the tuna but uh but we've been we presented last year it was the New Jersey um Oh, man, it was so long. It's the longest effort. <laughs> it's the New Jersey Commission for Individu- Individuals with a... Oh. Commission on Recreation for Individuals with Disabilities. So we presented there. We submitted a proposal to the New Jersey Parks and Recreation Commission. Mm-hmm. They have a, uh, a um, conference in Atlantic City in February. Uh, I think the deadline is September 30th, so we'll find out soon if they're going to accept our proposal. But so we're trying to hit the fitness space and the clinical space. Um, I had started filling out an application. I'm ACE certified for mm-hmm. my personal trainer certificate. I had started filling out an application to, uh, to have like a webinar or a course available, you know, how to infuse clinical interventions in a, uh, a fitness program for athletes with special needs. So we kind of were working on that as well. Uh, so kind of trying to... To bust into both both markets and be able to present,
1: it's wide open. I mean, you really do have two different angles yeah. where this thing could go. Yep. it's it's fascinating. I mean, I'm listening to you guys. You guys are obviously very smart, right? And you're obviously very athletic, and you're combining these things. It's just kind yeah. of like that. Those two, you know, the the, the tides are are connected mm-hmm. at the at the at the same time. It's 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 fantastic. And the way that you're helping kids is, you know. How could you? You know, you you can't go wrong with that, right? right? If you're able to really improve their lives and and, you know just make things more beneficial to them through exercise, you know, it's kind of in a sense we do it too, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as trainers, but you know this is just the next. This is next level, and you guys are really smart too. Yeah, something I (laughs) know.
2: Thanks. I I say a lot. I think the letters after your name are overrated. There's like there's people providing direct service who are just teacher aides in um, in autistic programs. And, and like I said, they're phenomenal and they're better than most uh, clinicians who have PhDs. But, uh, but I think for us, I say this a lot, and we've been on a few podcasts now and I've said it before, you know, a personal trainer can work with an athlete with special needs, but when you start experiencing behavioral challenges or communication challenges, well, then you need clinical experience. And and there's a lot of social skills programs, and and I'm not knocking what they do. They probably do fitness and sports a little bit as part of, you know. I worked
1: with one. I've worked with one in the past.
2: Right, as part of their program. But they might not have somebody who's a trainer on staff to help break down movements and, and think about injury prevention and if somebody has gross motor challenges how can we work around that or strengthen it so uh, we kind of feel like you need both and and that's what we're happy about with our program is that we offer both
0: and it's all inclusive fitness is what it is so as a you know former one of my former careers former teacher for 15 years that you know this is something that not just you know physical education teachers I think would really benefit from. So that's why I was I was drawing you out with the with the where you're going with the conference thing because really this could be something that could be a webinar for teachers across the country, across the world. And, you know, really just you know, that's the huge market right now is is, you know, inclusion, inclusion of everyone into fitness. And again, not just the PE teachers, I'm gonna talk to all you teachers out there listening right now as well because what it what's going on right now, and I said this before the podcast, that, you know, it's the whole study of neuroplasticity, all right? It's changing your brain through changing movements. And we're talking, you know, your English, your math, your science, getting people moving, K through 12, I don't care what class you're in. That it really does stimulate your brain and helps you, and movement reduces diseases as you get older it you know it prevents things or slows down the progression of disease that's where we're at as a culture and you know Brian and I talk about movement and nutrition and what could you know healing yourself um, and I think that that's huge right now for all of our listeners to understand that you know this is a program that you know, yes, there's education behind it. Yes, there's fitness behind it. And I think what they were saying is there's a lived and a learned. And you've got someone who's you know, been through school and school and school and school, but have they lived it? Have they experienced it? And I think that you, know, you coming together and saying, listen, you got to do both. You, you know, and that's where I think you, know, you kind of set yourself apart from other people is you're gonna, you're, you've learned it, but now you're putting it into practice that's huge. And you're walking the walk. And I think that that's something, you know, people really need to, especially our listeners, people out there, I don't care if you're teaching parents, all of us, you know, have kids, whether they, you know, have autism or they're not autistic. I mean, we could all benefit from this in some way, shape or form. And it really hits home with, with parents. And, um, I just, I can't wait to put all the information up on our on our social media because I really think this is something that will hit home with a lot of people, not just in our area, but you know, worldwide. So I can't wait for I can't wait for people to check this out, Thanks. and I can't wait for you to get this kind of I don't know live streaming or everything up on on you know online so that people can take your programs and your classes and yeah. really implement it at home as well, so they. You know, obviously, you're looking for um, you know that social interaction and communication. But why can't they practice at home? T- I mean, this could be huge. I know. This is what happens. This is why I don't sleep because I'm like, it's so great to meet you. Oh, yeah. Wow, the world is your oyster.
1: I always say oh. my my only job is to get in here and turn the microphones on for. Her. <laughs> if I could do that, we're good. <laughs> say what you're going to say. I was going to say,
3: Vin always. Vin is always, you know looking at it kind of like that the world is your oyster he's always got you know this idea and i and they're all usually great ideas and you, you bringing up you know doing the same stuff in the home like he's, you know toyed around and we talked about you know our own kind of like youtube channel even where we can you know explain some of the you know that the interventions we use to ensure that kids are successful working out and then also some of like the teaching procedures that we use to teach specific movements. Um, you know, if you guys go to a, a CrossFit class or a, a yoga class, you know, like Vince said, you're listening to the verbal of the instructor and uh, watching their uh, body movements. So you're, you're physically imitating them. But a lot of times, what's lost uh, between what we do and what other uh, uh, instructors do is. We kind of shorten down the verbal, and that's a huge part. And instead of explaining like, "Okay, now you know, feet shoulder width apart, uh, you know, bend your knees ninety degrees," you know, that is you know going over the head of a lot of our athletes. So it's it's a lot simpler, and it might sound crazy, but all this is just it's do this or you know, watch me. It's simple stuff. The the simpler, the better. It's got to be simple, and it's it. I think that it's so simple sometimes that people just don't even don't even, just overlook it and they become too wordy with it and then it's it's lost but. I'm going to
1: tell you right now if you don't the YouTube thing is huge do it yesterday do it put it up raw get it out there YouTube is the second largest search engine that there is right, right. Google being the first YouTube being the second they if there are people are searching this type of exercise you guys would be in you're like prime in this market I mean right. it would really come up quickly and as long as you know the production's halfway decent there's nothing to it you do it on your phone right just get it out there Mm -hmm. your content is is good enough don't wait for it to be perfect it'll never happen if you wait for it to be perfect right
3: we've been talking about it for a while maybe it's time that we get on yeah yeah. right yeah (laughs) yesterday let's
1: put the uh insta uh the insta savant on it and uh if he's good with that uh, you know if he's good with the insta maybe we'll be good with the youtube right We'll get it done tomorrow <laughs> or yesterday. Welcome aboard, Nick.
0: <laughs> you know what we have not talked about yet? That was super important, by the way. I did not forget about this. So, um, Brian had said this before too. That not only are we, you know, working with the kids and you know inclusion and doing this amazing things for everyone, literally, seriously, you got a special place somewhere up, way up high for you guys. Really, you do. Uh, but not only that, you are doing something in order to offset the cost. What's going on here? I mean, yeah. this is huge. I love this. When we talked on the phone. makes farm, our heart happy. Yeah,
2: this Glad was... you guys love it. <laughs> I know, I know. Because
0: we're
1: well, having well, trouble here. selling. <laughs> well, let me set. Let, let me set it up then. So one of the things you obviously have you have twenty, you sixteen kids in the, your class tonight. There's only three of you here, and like you said, you you have you know there's some cost into this. This is not your you know, nine to five.
2: Yeah, we we wanted to keep the cost down for families. They pay for a lot of other therapies. Uh, you know, even if they're just paying copays. If you're getting speech, occupational therapy, physical therapy, and ABA per week, even and if it's it was ten bucks a copay, I mean, that's fifty bucks right there. But ABA is usually you know three to five times a week. So you're talking a lot of money each week uh, for services. Uh, we want to keep the costs down. We also want to provide enough staff so that kids who need one-to-one support can have it. Because uh, we really don't want to run, um, you know, a program that doesn't operate with integrity. And uh, and so to do that, we we put our merchandise up on our website. And there's other revenue streams that we've explored, like training, you know, public speaking things, things like that. Getting the word out there. If we could get paid to present at conferences, stuff like that um, you know, do workshops for schools, universities, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the, the merchandise was a big one. We wanted for it to go viral. We've been promoting it on a lot of different shows, um, in the paper, they recently did an article on us in the coast and ocean star. And, uh, and it's been hard to make sales. I mean, even friends and family, you know, you don't want to like beg them to buy, but, but they're not, you know, all making purchases, and uh, and it seems like no matter how much we put out there, that the money is primarily to offset the cost of the program, so that we can keep it running uh, the way it should be run. But also, you know, we all work in education; we're obviously a for-profit company, and we're trying to make some money on the side. So yes, it would pay us, but it would also guarantee that we could run a great program. Uh, you know, and I always say to the guys, I'm probably the one. I don't know if I'm crazy or or not, but I'm definitely crazy. So <laughs> You're in good company. I think, yeah, I think,
1: that makes three fit crazies at least <laughs> yeah. in this room.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I really think that if the right person sees it or promotes it or makes it cool, that it could go viral. And, uh, and I'm still holding out that we could sell millions of these things. Um, and it's not something where we have to buy them in bulk and ship them. We use a, uh, a third-party vendor through an app um, that on our website and, uh, and every shirt is made to order. Um, you know, the hats, everything, it's all made to order. So, uh, so we wouldn't be involved on the production or distribution side of things. And, um, and like I said, if we sold a million shirts, I mean, the program would be around till we die or until we pass it down, you know, to our kids or something like that, or <laughs> somebody who's worthy to run it. You're and- thinking selling
0: shirts. I'm yeah. thinking, Where's just the investor that wants to do this? That wants right, to get behind that your program?
1: Nice anonymous yeah. that, donor.
2: That's 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 yeah, where I I'm mean, thinking. I mean, I always everybody. Think like, God, if we sold a million shirts, like we could, we would have enough money to, you know, just make this our pri- our primary focus, and uh, you know, we could probably put it in a bank account. And our overhead is so low that the interest on like a million dollars would probably pay our bills for the year, you know. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but i still I think people should dream. I think you know they should have a nice conservative backup plan like for me being a school psychologist is awesome i I love doing it um and if that 's all I was for the rest of my life, that would be fine but but I think that um you know a lot of people either choose one or the other they go conservative or they just kind of drop everything and try to become a rock star and I kind of think you could do both, and I think that 's what we 're trying to do. You know, so I think people should definitely follow their dreams. And we've
1: both, in the last two years, quit our jobs to do what we do in fitness.
2: Yeah. So
1: well, well-paying jobs, right? You know what?
0: <laughs> it, you got to follow your heart. That's it, it, it and it that's is. why it's we what, do what we do. You know,
1: what's putting the tick in the clock? You know, it's not sitting in a desk for yeah. me, and, uh, and and just really helping people. You know, we help different kinds of people, and that's uh, that's what you, that's why you're here, and that's why we're here, and that's what we did with this platform. Yeah. and uh, you know you guys are, have got a really really unique special idea that you've rolled into an actual thing yeah. that's you know is is in the works i mean yeah. you guys are doing it and it's fantastic
2: there's something great to me about just being able to like i used to say with the clinical practice if it's legal if it's ethical and we have the money to do it and it's in the kids best interest we're doing it and you don't get that in public school Um, there's a lot of workarounds, you know, politics, bureaucracy. So that's one of the things that's always been tempting to me about having a business on the side is you have the freedom to be creative and outside the box and, and kind of do what you want to do if it's in the best interest of what you're doing, you know? So, um, so that's what I love about this is that if we have good ideas, we talk about them. We're usually on the same page about everything. Uh, and, um, and we, we do it, you know what I mean? And it's fast, you know, stuff in, in if you're at a corporation or public education or a hospital or, or some if you're kind of a cog in the wheel somewhere, it's so slow and it takes so long and you sit around, if you're like me, I'm impatient and I'm like, come on, we could have did this tomorrow and, and why does it take a year for that to get done? And it's so obvious, there's an obvious solution to an obvious problem that everybody knows exists. And uh, and that's what I like about this is that we just make it happen right away, you know.
0: I can't wait to come out. I want to go out. I want to come out to a to a night, Brian. Yeah, no, I, was I just invited myself. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Night. I'm
3: like, have uh, uh, <laughs> Saturday mornings and Wednesday nights. I come would on. love
0: to, if if possible, I would love to uh, to experience kind of what what you do, what you you know, and and really kind of share that maybe. Maybe from our end as well. I think that um, it's something I know very near and dear to uh, to my heart, and I think you know for Brian as well. We both work with a lot of a lot of kids. I mean, hell, I was a teacher for 15 years. I gotta like kids in some way, you know. <laughs> um, but it's it, I think it's really important, um, you know. And, and we will definitely uh, we'll definitely report on that. And um, I think that would be that would be awesome. I want to circle
1: back on one thing because it's a question that I had when we were talking about it. And that is you. Just discussed the analytics. You discussed the.
0: Uh, Brian's <laughs> holding the microphone. I'm holding the microphone. Like so
1: no, bizarre. This, I can't. It's a big okay. deal. I feel like Bob Barker. Uh, <laughs> so. Brian's is wrong, Bob. It, it's rare that we have this many studio guests, right? I'm actually using it, the microphone at the same time. At the same time. Yeah, in in like, the same time, there's five of us sitting in this room. I actually the first bought... first rodeo. We've never done this before. Bought just this new microphone and it sounds like shit. Thanks, Brian. Which uh, what are you going to do? I appreciate you. Um, anywho. Uh, one of the things is that uh, you, you know you talked about how you, you stack your own pro- or you record your own progress and that you know just the way that they respond to things and the way that that that, that, the, that the athletes are you know doing things without verbal cues and that's kind of how you – and they call them athletes. athletes. I just want no, to go to that, that because that. that is
0: they're athletes. The There's nothing different about you or I. We're all people. Right. Like we're sorry. I, go no, I love keep it. going.
1: Is there? Do you share any of the information with them? Are they interested in tracking their own progress? Are they? Uh, is there anything that they can hook into that they really enjoy? I mean, uh, the, certain populations are very analytical, right? They really like to see things. And what what is the response that they are doing? How are they getting into it?
3: Um, I think we have we we have a handful of guys that probably we could once we kind of get the data that we want to take up and running. There's a there's a handful of our athletes that would definitely I think like you said sink their teeth into it and enjoy you know analyzing their own data and looking at it and say whoa look I did 15 push-ups last week and I did 17 push-ups you know today like that could be something that would be awesome and you know now that you said it I'm just thinking like right here right now that could be something we just pilot and just do take two or three guys that we know would enjoy it and You know track two or three other exercises and let them input their data have them track it right sure but uh but yeah that being said those guys would but um we have some also that you know maybe uh i don't know exactly but um you know their their skills with kind of reading the data and interpreting what they're seeing the comprehension of it may or may not be there i'm not sure exactly because we're not with these kids in, in an academic sense so i don't know uh you know where they are uh where they are as far as that goes, but um, I, I actually like that idea that that we just came up with right now. Hey, we should, there you go. We should try that. Out. Are there but, girls uh, too? Happen. Yes, we do. Okay, that's what I was just asking. I, when I say guys, I think when Vince says guys too. Um, I say, uh, we, it and we, I say mean, it. we mean just the group of everybody. Um, I
1: consider myself a guy. Yeah. However, no, I, I say that I say that in group fitness <laughs> yeah. with like a group, a room full of women. All right, guys, yeah. let's go. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, and then I even stop. Do I, does that offend you? Yeah. If I call you guys,
3: I catch myself because we have we have uh, a couple girls, and at, as a whole, uh, autism tends to affect more boys than it does than it does girls. So we do have more boys uh, and men at our at our program, but we do have a couple girls. Uh, young ladies, and I, like you said, I'll be like, "All right, guys, nice, you know, nice work, boys and girls." You know, <laughs> uh-huh, I'm like trying to make sure I get that in there because I don't want anybody to feel left out. You know, we're all inclusive, all the way around.
1: The the one reason why I asked about the, them being involved with the, you know collection of the, just their own performance. Uh, do you guys know Mikey Brannigan? Have you ever heard of Mikey Brannigan? Who's a fantastic runner. All right, so a couple years ago, he's a kid from Northport, Long Island, uh, Northport is that there is a yeah. place called yeah, Northport no, I was just mm-hmm. asking my Long it's Island like 20, girl it's 20 minutes north of where I grew up yeah. uh, one of the great one of the best runners in the in the country all right and he's autistic and he was uh, he was in the school and he was not in general population classes and but he happened to really take to running and fast i mean this kid was was a, like a 410 miler in high school wow. i saw him run at Home Dell Park cuz they would come down for for some of the invitationals uh, short coaches and things and he is i mean unbelievable fast and that's the thing once the mom started telling him his times he wanted to do better and that's what he hooked into like that was became yeah. the obsession that became the thoughts and he you know he was to such an extent where even though he was one of the best high school runners in the country uh he would never qualify for college uh so it came time for like everyone graduated and what happens to mikey now uh so he uh, he joined new york, new york athletic club he started running Professionally semi pro, I guess. You know, he was probably funded in some way for for his running, and uh, he's gone on. He's he's smashed records at the Paralympics. Uh, Fantastic! I mean, just a great story. Um, there's a lot of research. I, I mean, I've taken that kid because the story is just amazing. And I saw him. I've seen him run in person like three times. It, it's insane. He's a he's a, a freak. <laughs> as good an athlete as I've seen in high school, and he happens to be autistic. That's awesome. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, Mikey Brannigan
0: Look him up. Okay I love it. So tell us where can people find more information about your program and you know everything about what you're doing.
3: Uh, so our website is ampfitnj.com and that's uh, that you can find you know our basic story you know um, and you know, our backgrounds and uh, I think there's some pictures on there too and then that's where you could get our memberships. Everybody's entitled to a free trial. Um, you know, if you want to come out and just see us and then, uh, our shop is on there. You know, if you want to get sweatshirts or a t-shirt or a hat, that's all on there. You can purchase that. Um, and then we have social media, which is Instagram. So it's amp underscore underscore sports and fitness. And, uh, our Facebook page is amp sports and fitness. And I always tell everybody to, uh, you know, check out our website, but social media definitely gives you a really good picture of what we do every day. You guys have a great Instagram page. It's all Nick.
1: It's all Nick.
3: The Insta Savant. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, go on there and then they could see the videos and some of the pictures and put faces to the names of the staff and
1: we're gonna we're gonna tag all this in the show notes and everything will be out there and then you guys can can share it as well. Uh, you know. This has really been a great time. I think you guys are onto something here in many ways. Like, the, like I like we said, it can go in several different directions, and uh, it's just it's fascinating work and it's God's work. and And I really think that you guys are
0: are um, you know it's just it's just amazing.
1: Speechless. Thank
3: you. thank you, thank you, guys. I can't wait to come out. Yeah, come on.
0: Because they're not too far away from us, I believe, right? No, pretty. down like, yeah.
3: They're using some, down the road,
1: yeah. they're using yeah. wow. Saint Dennis
0: Gym, my old oh. my uh,
2: alma
1: mater. Not really. I went to there from first through fifth grade, but we were working out there with the training room, mm-hmm. like all oh, you know, in the mornings yeah. uh, until they moved into the new facility. Yeah,
2: Nick and I are X training training ex training rumors.
1: rumors? Yeah. Come on back! I'm teaching a yeah. masscon now.
2: I, I, you know, of all the gyms that I – because I kind of – you know, when you're in fitness, you, you kind of, like, bounce around a lot. Of all the gyms that I I, I felt, like, guilty about it, it was that one because it was a great experience. And uh, it was just, like, I have a bad back now, so I need yoga. So I had to go somewhere where I could get – you know what I mean? A little everything. Not that I couldn't do yoga on my own or go to a studio, but I kind of – Call me. You know, opted for <laughs> Gotcha. The, yeah. Our yeah. girl. But, no, I love – we love those guys.
1: She does heavy metal yoga. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beat your brains in yoga. <laughs> everything. 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 Yeah. I'm actually doing a
0: yoga for power lifters and whatnot. Yeah. I'm doing a like a little workshop for, you know, something for everyone. You know, Can't go wrong everyone, with a little yoga. Right? Something for everybody. So with that said, I'm super excited to check this out. I hope all of you guys enjoyed this and got a lot of information. Um, just, uh, uh, Oh, my gosh kids. Oh, this is amazing. So, with that said, my name is Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.